You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. Hello, Geriatric Mamas. Welcome to our very first Geriatric Coffee Convos, aka we couldn't think of an actual topic, so we're basically just combining a bunch of ideas into one and calling it Coffee Convos. It's a mishmash. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> but we really do have coffee. We really do have coffee. My coffee... Is your is your coffee pumpkin spice? It's like the not. basic bitch that you are. Just... You know, I was just craving plain like with almond milk and stevia that's what i was craving i don't know why there's just well mine mine is pumpkin spice like the basic bitch that i am (laughs) is it good i actually it's so good it's iced it's it's a little watered down because it's from this morning but yes it's it's the duncan i was totally all about getting into fall this year and for some reason the only flavor i haven't tried is pumpkin spice and i just I don't know why. I just need to get on it. I have not one fall decoration. The second, <laughs> the second you do. So I don't either right now. But mm-hmm. after this weekend, it's literally going to look like fall threw up all <laughs> over my house. Because Hayden turns one I in know. like two weeks. Not even two weeks. I can't even He turns that. one on October 6th. And we're having a party on the 7th. And the theme is our little pumpkin is turning one. <laughs> um, so it's just like pumpkins, everything. And I didn't want it to be like scary jack-o'-lanterns. It's it's mm-hmm. like a pumpkin patch. Right. Like I wanted it to be like you're going to a pumpkin patch, haystacks, mm-hmm. flannel shirts, leaves, crisp weather. But the problem is we live in Texas. Right. So and it's like 90 90- degrees and it's so just everything is, like everything is melted <laughs> so um well so I keep like staring at the weather and I'm just mm-hmm. like come on cold front come on cold front mm-hmm. um and it's saying that it's gonna be like I don't know like in the 80s 70s so I'm just like okay I can do that I can do that we can work with that oh my you're God. laughing that's hilarious it's been it's been over a hundred and then like this week we're it was like it's been in the 90s so yeah. we're lowering ourselves. We're getting there. <sighs> but yeah, I, I'm telling everybody to wear these fucking flannels. Everyone's going to show up hating me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But yeah, I'm basically going to simulate yeah. a nice, cool, crisp fall <laughs> evening for his birthday. But yeah, so I'm having Adam pull down all of the Halloween decorations and mm-hmm. I'm just been like cleaning like crazy. Um, and then also we have contractors that have been here for the past two weeks. So I've been trying to clean the house and get everything in order mm-hmm. while contractors are running behind me with their boots and tracking Mm-hmm. drywall residue all over the place and it's just been all amazing. over the place so. for real for real i've seen <sighs> pictures it's great <laughs> yeah you've seen a picture yeah the bathroom situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i have a question to all of you men out there because adam has no freaking clue he's like i don't think that's a thing i don't understand it so no. my husband doesn't understand it and i just have a question for men out there first of all why are you guys 
the way that you are. Like, why are you so gross? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna this is about to get real, guys. So you might want to fast. We're about forward to get real. If you don't like okay. real, real. <laughs> so we're having our primary bath. Literally, like my husband and I took it down to the studs. It's completely getting an overhaul, completely getting redone. And so we have contractors in that are, are helping us with this, which is great. Um, and so they've been using the guest bath because obviously like, you know, they have to use the bathroom. Obviously it's expe- expected. It's fine. So mm-hmm. they've been using the guest bathroom. Well, the guest bathroom, one of the walls has shiplap that's painted black. It's like matte black finish on one side of the wall. And it's the wall that the toilet is sitting up against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I noticed after the first day that they were here that there was like a weird white smudge print above the toilet, like on the wall. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's weird. And I thought maybe one of them just kind of accidentally brushed up against it because they're kind of big dudes. It's not a huge bathroom. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. So I wipe it off. Then the next day it's the same thing. And this time I'm kind of like making out kind of like fingers. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> After an entire week of this, I realized it's a full-blown handprint because these animals are literally hovering over the toilet mm-hmm. and like bracing themselves with their dirty ass hands yeah. on my wall and leaving yeah. these giant handprints. So here's the here's the thing. Like you see, it's not like you can't see, like it was a clean black wall. And then when you left it, you have a giant white handprint from your from the drywall and whatever it is that they're doing. It's it's like a white residue handprint on a black mm-hmm. wall. There's no way you don't fucking see that. Right. Wouldn't you at least wipe it off? Like if that's right. how you have to like prop yourself up to go, like it's that crazy of a piss, yeah. you have to legit brace yourself right. and you have to hold yourself, like do you, but fucking clean up after yourself. Right. And it's been two weeks of this. It's like at the end of the day, I go up there and there's a handprint, there's a handprint, there's a handprint. <laughs> and I'm running around trying to clean for my son's birthday. We're having these people over. We're having this like little celebration and I'm literally cleaning up behind them. So last night I literally had it at my, my wits end after seeing it for like the, like a millionth time and I freaked the fuck out. So we have these like placemats that whenever we go out to eat with Hayden and they stick to the table. And so I literally stuck one of those to the wall above mm-hmm. the toilet where like he would put his hand. So that is literally sitting above the toilet right now. And I'm just like, if you want to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like a child because you clearly right. cannot handle your shit. Right. So men, my question is, is this a thing? Like, do you guys hold onto the wall when you pee? Like, I don't understand I don't, I don't get it. Like Adam tried to reenact for me, maybe what was happening. And it just looks really uncomfortable. I'm dying. We were literally trying to like figure this out. And then I was like trying to like reenact it. And he was trying to reenact it. And we just like, don't understand what is happening in there. Do you know why I instantly knew what was going on when you sent me the picture? Because, like, without asking any questions, without you explaining anything, I think, like, I saw something like that happening on The Hangover, the movie The Hangover, where... I don't know, at one point they were in the bathroom or something and they were just, like, not feeling well. They were just a mess. And they were, like, leaning over with their hand on the wall while they were going pee. But it looked ridiculous. And I'm like, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe they're hungover as shit. However, they're being paid to be in your house. And if they can't just wipe down the wall real quick after, that just seems like a problem. I just don't understand. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. And like the thing is, is like, I really haven't been like fully cleaning that bathroom because what's the, what's the point? Like yeah. the whole front, like entryway and the stairs and the bathroom, like it's a mess, but there's no, there's zero point in me cleaning it because it's just going to be a disaster and it's going to piss me off. So yeah. I've been leaving it kind of a disaster, but I've been cleaning up a little bit here and there, but like. I mean, that's besides the point, like, you know, it, like I get that it's not necessarily the cleanest bathroom right now, mm -hmm. but it's probably a lot cleaner than, you know, going to piss at a 7-Eleven. So maybe like, you know, Jess is sooner or later, she's going to have a sign that says, no, go to 7-Eleven. Fucking right. I am. I'm so close. I'm so close. You have no idea. Like, and here, the thing is too, like, they're actually doing a really good job. Like their work is good. They are do. They are moving quickly. They're super polite. Mm -hmm. Like all things considered, they've been as quiet as they can be. They've been super mindful that we have a baby. Like they have been really good in that sense. So it's like, you know, like I, we've dealt with nightmare contract contractors. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's, there's always something, but I just yeah. don't understand this. So right now we literally have a child's placemat on the wall above the toilet upstairs because <laughs> a full grown man can't handle his piss. Right. No, I, yeah. Wouldn't be able to handle all of that. So congratulations to you for keeping your shit together on that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I don't even know. Yeah. Oh well, man. Well, what's going on with you? Um, you have a unique glow to your face right now. Well, thank you. <laughs> Would you like, like to share what's going on here? <laughs> Basically, no. I mean, not really. No, I basically, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I've had like these awful like sunspots for the last few years and they're just getting worse and worse. So I decided to take matters into my own hands and book an appointment um, and go and just have a consultation to see what the best procedure would be to get rid of the sunspots and just kind of like even out my skin tone. Cause even though I love makeup, I don't want to like have to wear three layers of makeup to make my skin look even. I feel like I just shouldn't have to do that. So anyways, I went to see this woman yesterday and um, she happened to save time after the consultation if I decided it was something I wanted to do. So I was like, yes, please, let's get this started now because I know I'm probably going to have to have more than one procedure done to get rid of all of these. And um, so anyway, she was kind of explaining to me in the consultation that my sunspots are going to get much, much darker because basically it's called IPL, I think, therapy. Um so with IPL, um, what happens is all the melanin that's causing the spots rises to the top of your skin and it just causes them to be very, very dark. And then they kind of like crust up and then flake off. So they basically like fall off. And so yesterday, we were supposed to record yesterday and I'm like texting you and I'm like, um, so we're probably not going to want to go on video because I can't really put makeup over this. I'm still pretty inflamed and I'm really cute right now and I can't put makeup on. <laughs> then I sent you pictures and you're like, oh my fucking God. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. And then, you know, <laughs> I, w I had to go pick Annabelle up at my grandmother's house and I didn't want to have to do anything. Like I did normally the routine is we go, I pick up Annabelle. And then I take her to the park right away from there because it's like her treat at the end of the day. 
And um, I didn't want to do any of that. I was just feeling like really red and like puffy and like basically throbbing on my face. And I knew my grandmother was going to say something as soon as I walked in the door, but she had a neighbor there. So she like opens the door. She looks at me, her eyes get wide. And then she kind of like steps back and I like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Um, and Annabelle comes running over, like all excited. So the topic just got completely thrown under the rug because there was a neighbor there. We didn't really need to talk about it. So then I get there this morning and sh- my face is still like a little bit red and the sp- sunspots are basically black. And so <laughs> she's just looking at me and she's like, Sonia, did you lay out in the sun yesterday? Did you get a sunburn? Uh-huh. And I was like, no, Nan. I was like, I just had like laser treatment done to get rid of the sunspots. She's like, do you have skin cancer? And I'm like, oh my God. No. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, it's basically just, you know, melanin. Like, I don't know how to explain this. I've just kind of known about it my whole life just from being in cosmetics and we're cosmetologists and, you know, all this stuff. So I've just kind of like known about it. And so it's like, no, eventually they're just going to flake off. And I'm so excited about it. And she's like, okay, because I was going to tell you, you really shouldn't be laying in the sun, Sonia. It's not good for your skin. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I know that you've always mentioned your sunspots, but I've Mm -hmm. actually never noticed them on your face. Oh, thank you. I Um, I think I always thought that they were just like, like cute little freckles. Like I don't think I've ever recognized them to be sunspots. Well, I feel like when they were freckles, I kind of liked them because like at one time it was just like a little bit over my nose and like a little bit on my cheek. But then one day I was working at Bobby and I had been in the sun before work. I was like closing or something. And it was when I was just a counter. So I had like closing shifts too. So I laid in the sun all morning (laughs) and I got ready and I went in and then I like looked in the mirror to check everything. And I thought I had lipstick on my face. And I was like, wait a second, that looks like lipstick. So I go to the bathroom to like wash my face or whatever, like there. And I realized this isn't coming off. This is a sunspot and it had like developed that day and it was probably I was probably like 34 35 or something no it was probably a little bit younger like 31 or something I don't know so I've had these for quite a while like first it started as freckles then it became like actual sunspots but like that one I was able to cover up and now they're just everywhere and they say that pregnancy hormones actually can amplify them or make them come out more and it's from a hormone called MSH. Hmm. So it can also be caused by like thyroid issues and you know, there's a bunch of stuff. So I don't know, but I'll just be glad when they're gone and I'm just going to load up on sunscreen. How many treatments do you have to do? Well, this one will determine after they fall off, it'll determine. I feel like I'll probably have to do one more and then maybe. Mm -hmm. Did it hurt? Oh my God. My threshold for pain is so small. So she's like, honey, normally I do three passes. We're just going to do one. And I was like, she could just tell. Is this like where it's like little needles? Is this like my, Mm -hmm. is this the. um... It's like a flash of light. But it's like, it feels like you're, it feels like razor blades are hitting your face. Oh my God. Yeah. So they do like one, two, three times. And then no, she did five times. And then she would give you like a two second break. And then she like moved to another area and she go one, two, three, four, five. And then she like moved to another area. Do they numb the area at least? Oh yeah. There's definitely numbing cream on, but they say that the first time you have it done, it's always very shocking. And then after that, (laughs) after that, your face is kind of a little bit more conditioned to the situation. God. I mean, it was nothing compared to giving birth, I guess, or being in labor. I didn't really 
give birth, but you know. Oh man. Well, it's all relative though. Like it's your freaking face, you know? I, know. I was a little bit worried at first. I was like, <laughs> I can smell something burning. And she's like, yep, that's just a little bit of facial hair. I'm like, that's yeah, what that it's was. It's just your skin. Don't worry about it. We got to burn this layer off and hopefully a new one grows in. <laughs> yeah, this one was no good. See you later. Bye -bye. burn it off <laughs> shit oh, yeah. well, i'm hoping that there'll be a lot more no makeup days but a lot more sunscreen like spf 100 layered three mm. times and i also ordered these uv protectant like window coverings for all smart four windows in the car yeah because I'm like, you can really feel that sun when your face is fried off. So I bet. Oh my god, <laughs> God, to think like, man, like growing up in the '90s, what a wild mm -hmm. ride that was. Right, freaking layer yourself up mm -hmm. with some oil. Despite the on. fact that Doris, Linda, and Diane all tried to tell us, don't do that. Like, put that sunscreen on, and you know, we were putting the oil on instead. Was it you or was it Kate? It might have been both of you. We used to lay out on my roof. Oh, it was Kate. Because it was Kate. I, yeah, we used to lay on that. my roof. We used to climb up on my roof because it was black. Um, whatever the the hell that's called, the black like the roof, roof yeah, roofing, the roofing, <laughs> whatever it is, roofing. The black roofing. The tar, it was like the tar, like black stuff or whatever. Oh, and we would put towels my. up there. We would lay on it. We'd be all oiled up, and yeah. we would just lay there. And we would make sure to go out in like the prime time to get like yeah. the most sun exposure. You and Kate have like, um, like, don't you have a little bit of like Indian blood in you? And like, you don't have any sunspots. You know what? Okay, I don't think so. So my mom told me years mm -hmm. ago, and now and now she denies that she ever told me this. <laughs> I wouldn't make this up. Where did I get this? She told me years ago mm -hmm. that there was Native American on my Pepe's side. Oh, okay. On but your, yeah. well, he I did 23 and me. Hold yeah. on, though. I did yeah. 23 and me, and I was ready to go claim my Oh, residual that I needed. I was hoping that I had some -uh. kind of percentage. <laughs> I was fucking like, if there is anything, it's like mm -hmm. literally, it's nothing. It's, it's like it's like a sneeze. It's, it's like a, a sneeze spec. of it. I feel like yeah, that there's sneeze, nothing. If if it's true, I feel like the sneeze went a long way for you and Kate because neither one of you have a single sunspot and you laid out on tar to get tan. Yeah. So. But I have a shit ton of freckles. I definitely have more freckles than I used to when I was little. Really? So I definitely need to get my skin checked. Everybody get your skin checked. Like melanoma is real. My yeah. um she should have been my sister in law, Adam's um one of Adam's sisters passed away when mm -hmm. I first moved out to Texas at mm -hmm. 25 because mm -hmm. of melanoma. So we're sitting here joking about it, but it, it actually is a serious thing. You know, right. it's like we're trying to take care of the damage now from those years. We're definitely yeah. stupid. Don't advise doing that. Definitely get your your skin checked. It's, yeah. no, it's I a know. scary, serious thing. So it is. Um, and, and the thing is, is like she didn't even – she was so careful, like mm -hmm. sunscreen, wore a hat, stayed out of the sun. So um, it can hit you. So it's just definitely get your your skin checked and be smart about it. But yeah, just to think about all the crazy stuff that we used to do. And mm -hmm. like we were so tan and it was yeah. like, 
what were you doing? Like, I do you remember that leather, the leather lady? Do you remember the leather lady, the tanning lady? She literally yes. looked like leather. Yes. What was it like the tan, tanning mom or tanning lady? Or yeah. was it tanning mom? Is that her? She legit looked like she was like 75, but she was probably in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And she was like, <laughs> she's awful. she has like white raccoon <laughs> eyes, like white eyes. And then like the yeah. rest of her is literally like leather. She looks like yeah. leather. It's you disgusting. guys can for sure picture this. I know. I know. My aunt is going through it too. And she was the same. She's just very, very careful. And um, yeah. she's she just wears hats and tons of sunscreen. But you can never be too careful. So, I mean, no. Get the vitamin D, but wear that sunscreen for sure. Yeah, Anyways, there's other ways to get vitamin D. Shall we you get can into take the supplements. rest of our coffee hour? Should yeah, I actually we, forgot I mean, we were recording. <laughs> okay, coffee. we're on minute 2017 and we have not gotten into our coffee with combos yet. Okay, well, we'll just make sure to let people know if they want to jump right to the coffee convos, they can skip Mm -hmm. ahead to 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And we will begin. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so this episode is going to be geriatric coffee convos. It's going to be about a variety of topics, including um, some questions that we've been receiving um, there's also a story that just hit the headlines recently. Um, it's about a 20 month, 21 month old baby that was just run over by a tow truck in Maine, which is mm-hmm. absolutely devastating. Um, being different with text messages and calls after becoming a mom, ghosting people, <laughs> feeling <laughs> overstimulated at the end of the day. I mean, really just kind of a bunch of things that have um, come up and it's a bunch of different topics that we thought were, were you know, relevant, but weren't sure if they were enough to cover an entire episode. So we figured mm-hmm. let's just put them all together and um, let's just have, have a little chat. Yes. Shall we? Yes. I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So yeah, I will get started. Um, so this week, we saw a reel on Instagram by the very ca- caffeinated mom. Um, it's about realizing, because she's a boy mom, so it's about realizing that as the boy mom, she's going to be the grandma on the dad's side someday. And so I sent it to Jessica. <laughs> you know what? I actually didn't even think of that until I, you so- show that to me, and I got a little sad. <laughs> you did? A little because I'm like, like, I don't know. It just sounds so negative. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) they tend, I mean, let's be real. I think just like, I don't know. I just think like over the past of our entire lives, just like how it's portrayed on TV and like how it's portrayed sometimes in real life. Sometimes I'm going to be the mother-in-law. Like I would be anyway, but like, I don't know. Like I just. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. You're. Gonna I don't know. It's like because girl, like but... it's different. Like I I lucked out with with my mother in law. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm definitely I'm good in that department. Mm-hmm. But like, what if I don't luck out? What if she's a nightmare? I what if like... I hate her? Listen. What if she like keeps the kids from me? Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. It's 2023, and we all have new ways of communicating with our kids now to help them understand what they should be looking for in a partner. Also, you're going to get along with anyone. I know you will, but Hayden's not going to – Hayden's not going to end up with somebody. <laughs> you and Adam are yeah. going to teach him how to find the kind of person. 
that Hayden should be with. You're going to set the yeah. standards slash he's going to understand what the standards are so he can set them for himself. But then it kind of like also like, so this is just how my mind works. So I thought mm -hmm. about like, okay, that's like being the grandparent on like the dad side. Mm -hmm. But then like <clears throat> backing up from that, it's like wedding dress shopping. Like mm -hmm. I want to be involved in that. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, and it's like, okay, like I can go with him to like find a tux, but mm -hmm. it's like, that's not as exciting. Mm -hmm. well, you know, so then it's like, I'm thinking about all of those things. Right. Well, I can say after being in the bridal I need a, industry I need a, for fine, a really I need long a time, girl. I, <laughs> I need a girl. <laughs> I think you will, but I also think you're going to be close with your future daughter-in-law. So I think you're going to be invited to all of these things. Like you invited Robin and I invited Sue. Yeah. And also, um, everyone was invited to get their makeup and their hair done for your wedding and same with yeah, mine. So I think you're going to be okay. It's just about, you know, that bond, <laughs> it's that bond and not everyone cares to have it. And then, you know, I feel like you're going to make that happen. Yeah. I don't know. To be honest with you, like, I haven't really like thought beyond what I'm dealing with now, like mm -hmm. the toddler we're just going into the toddler years right so it's like to think about the things to look forward to i haven't really like expanded my mind that far yeah so now that i am starting to think about stuff like a new layer of anxieties are starting to come up and i'm just like hold on i have this like foot i have a foot heater on because i'm like crazy i turn the ac really up high and then i like Your have a feet heater on my feet but now I'm like sweating and I legit felt sweat drip like down my back. Hey, I need to like, I need to turn this shit off. This is like insane. Oh my God, that was so uncomfortable. Okay. So is there anything that. that you're looking forward to as a boy mom? Um, Gosh, like everything. Mm -hmm. I, I'm excited for like, you know, when he... Again, like I'm kind of thinking like more of like the immediate. It's hard for me to like think yeah. about far out right now because I don't want him to like hurry up and get too right. old on me. But um, I'm excited for like when he's old enough to um, experience things and take things in. Like Adam wants to – we want to do a trip down to Houston to take him to NASA and, you know, let him explore that. I want to mm -hmm. take him to like the Dinosaur Museum and like mm -hmm. um, just, you know, like – not really amusement parks, but like, you know, like aquariums yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to like, you know, start taking him places to enhance his mind and mm -hmm. the things that he gets to experience. Um, yeah. That's kind of where my mind is, is going yeah. right now. I can't really think beyond that. But yeah. That's what I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. I'm also excited about um, when he, cause right now his room is, woodland themed little mm -hmm. nursery it's so cute yeah um and that's how it's gonna be for excuse me now until he's like you know go graduates to his quote-unquote big boy room mm -hmm. um and that's basically like when he moves to like a toddler or to like yeah i guess it's a toddler bed is what you call it you know where yeah. it doesn't need to be whatever um and then when he's like you know old enough to grasp and understand we're gonna change his theme we're gonna graduate him to his big boy room and we're yeah. gonna like redo his room to be like a space theme mm -hmm. and adam's gonna like build his bed to look like a rocket ship and we have like all these plans to do it where i think we'll either have him go off with his like papa or like his gam gams for a weekend mm -hmm. and then like have him come back and we'll surprise him with this like new room so i'm just like thinking about stuff like that that i'm excited yeah, for future. Yeah. yeah, like I'm having a hard time thinking about like the big 
thing. Yeah. And I think part of that too is because like for so long in my life, I pictured myself having a girl. And so like I was picturing like wedding dress shopping and Adam walking her down the aisle and like, and I'm still, don't get me wrong. I'm still, I love the shit out of Hayden. I'm stoked. But I just, I don't know what that looks like. Right. Right. Because I haven't really been like thinking about it for as long as I was thinking about all the girl stuff. So right now I'm just, I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing it. I'm in the moment and I'm just having fun with the immediate stuff. So it's, I don't really know what that looks like with boy stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. a girl. So I don't, I don't know what to expect. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) One of the cutest things is like when I was working in store a lot, like it's like weird because a lot of the girls that I worked with have like older boy, you know, cause like we're, we're old moms. We are geriatric moms. So a lot of the people my age have teenage sons at this point. And I think, I think one of my favorite stories was, um, recently we were at an event and we had a lot going on. And one of these girls that I work with is a mom of a teenage boy. And she was like, yeah, you know, um, he made me my breakfast shake and he told me not to forget it. And he told me to make sure I remember this and remember that. And he like packed all this stuff for me. And I just think like boys can sometimes just be naturally programmed to try to take care of their mom (laughs) when they get older because, you know, they're not trying to take care of a girlfriend yet at like Mm -hmm. 13 or 14. So like, but they still want to take care naturally. And so I just think that's the cutest thing. Okay. I did just think of one now that you say that, um, that I just realized that I have been saying a lot to, to Adam a lot lately is him feeling like he needs his mom's approval. For the girl, yeah, you know, yeah. like, well, like, I know I like you, my dad likes mm-hmm. you, but really, the true test is my mom. Like, right. my mom, my mama needs to like you, right? And if my mama doesn't like you, sorry, it's not gonna work out. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna sort through a lot of that for him because you're very discerning, just <laughs> naturally. You're just, I think, you're gonna take care of a, a lot of like a lot in that yeah. department which is gonna be so yeah. fun to watch you're gonna be like sonia listen to this girl he tried to take home <laughs> yeah it's gonna what, be great what the hell adam mm-hmm. and i like joke around we have a lot of fun we watch like all these like crazy shows like love after lockup 90 day mm-hmm. fiance and we just see all sorts of characters and mm-hmm. like we'll see like some crazy girl and i'll be like adam what if like could you imagine like what would you do i'm all about the what would you do i love mm-hmm. it <laughs> what would you do if hayden like brings brings a girl like this home like what mm-hmm. would you do and he's like he, he, like his reactions are just so extreme he's like lock him up lock him up he's like i'm just gonna take him out back lock him up yeah yeah like he'll just he like just really fuck with them hardcore he would just try yeah. to like freak them out to the point where they would just never come back <laughs> just leave okay. just leave i hate it yeah. see you never yeah I know I need to I mean listen like I I'm having issues like letting him go anywhere beyond with a family member so the Mm -hmm. thought of like the future and him dating and going out in the world like like I don't know can I just like keep him home forever right that would be nice right thank you he doesn't need to experience the world I just no Alex I've experienced it for him it sucks he can just stay (laughs) just kidding okay sounds sort good of. sounds sounds like a plan what are you looking forward to um it's a girl so mama. freaking much like i'm looking forward to seeing like what she's most interested and passionate about 
and no matter what it is, I don't care. You know how like some moms are, I guess like some moms in our mom's generation are like, oh, she went to school for arts. What is she going to do with that? And I'm like, cool. But like, if Annabelle's into the arts, I'm going to be so ecstatic for her because I just want her to find something that she's excited about because I think when you're excited about something, you can do anything with it. And I mean, like, look at us, for example. And like, I know the podcast is just like, we have like maybe a hundred followers or something, but (laughs) But like, look at us, for example, like my major was in criminal justice. I spent the last 20 years of my life in cosmetics. And now here we are doing a podcast and a blog about being older moms. And this has been what I've been most passionate about. And you know what? I just feel like that's great for us. (laughs) And and if that's something that happens for Annabelle, like whatever it is, if she feels this passionately about something, I'll be very happy. Um, so I think looking forward to that, looking forward to, you know, of course, like the wedding stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to helping her, you know, with the dating stuff. Because I think, you know, after 40 years of being alive, I feel like both of us have got a lot of wisdom under our belts on stuff like that. And, um, so I'm just, I'm really looking forward to just all the milestones and, you know, dating and helping her with decisions. What if, what if Annabelle and Hayden, (laughs) you know, he's going to have a thing for blondes, I feel. Blondes and blue eyes. So I feel like all of his mom's friends are blonde. Yeah, exactly. He's going to have a thing. He's going to have a thing for it. So exactly. Yeah, I know. Adam and I talk about that too. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Adam's like, I want him to be the next president and I want him to do this and that or whatever. And I was just like, I want him to do what he is the most passionate about. I don't care what he does. Yeah. As long as he's the best at what he does. And Mm he, he applies himself and he mm-hmm. gives it his all and he really, you know, does the most with it. Like, right. that. I don't care what it is. Just be the best, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, you want to be an artist? Be the be the next fucking Picasso or whatever right. the hell right. that is. You know? Like, <laughs> right. just, yeah. you know, go for it. And I yeah. will be literally the biggest cheerleader. I just want him to, like, be the best at whatever it is, you know? Right. Right. Um, with, within within reason. Right. Within reason. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And like, obviously, whatever they do, they're going to have to figure out a way to like, make a living so that they can survive. But it also Mm -hmm. it needs to be deeper than that. I mean, there needs to be something in their lives that's deeper than that, that they're passionate about. Um, And it would be great if it could be their their work. Because then they won't feel like they're working 40 something hours. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I guess those are the, the things that I'm really looking forward to there's i know i'm forgetting a couple things but you know well it's hard because it's like there's so much you know what i mean so it's just like you know the little thing like day-to-day stuff that kind of comes up i think you know is literally like who is he gonna be what's his personality gonna be like Mm -hmm. is he gonna be super serious or is he gonna be crazy like his mom and dad is he gonna be artistic like both adam and i are kind of like artistic you know Mm -hmm. like (laughs) 
I almost said autistic. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> artistic yeah. um, and creative. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, look what we've done with our house. And so mm -hmm. it's like, we joke that we're like, watch him like not be creative at all. You know, <laughs> like, wouldn't it be kind of funny? Like, yeah. both his parents are creative and it's like, right. he's fucking not. Or what if like, he's amazing you know mm -hmm. like he's yeah. this crazy architect or like yeah. this, you know super successful um digital illustrator or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it is you know like yeah um yeah i don't know it's just it, i am excited to see what he what he you know ends up yeah. as but right now i'm just so excited that he's just a little nugget and i yeah. just i'm having a really hard time with him about to be one. Oh my I god know. I'm so gonna crazy. cry I know. like it hit me I was at home goods the other day shopping for like birthday stuff and this lady was like how old is he and I was like 11 months I was like but he's about to be 12 months and then I was like I mean I guess a year he's about to be a year old <laughs> it hit me that like I'm yeah. not going to be speaking in months anymore. I'm going right. to be like, he's one. Mm -hmm. Like, do you still speak in no. months? That's you weird, speak, right? You, you still stop. speak in months until they're about two. Because um, because okay. for me personally, like, there's a reason for it. The reason is because babies are so different between 12 months, 15 months, 18. Like, they're growing and they're changing okay. so much. So, like, if somebody thought that he was only one and he was 15 months and he's like – you know, doing amazing things for like, there's just so many right. things that can happen between then. Yeah. And, you know, good point. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Right. But yeah. It literally just hit me that I was like, yeah. and I'm like staring at her and I think she saw it on my face and I just had a moment where I almost yeah. like, I felt myself kind of like choking up and I was like, and then I like quickly like looked at like a little skeleton display yeah. and I was just like, Oh yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I'm having issue with it, but I don't know. It's just, I'm not, I just, I don't, I'm not trying to rush anything. I'm trying right. to just soak up every feel, little moment. <laughs> I felt the same way. Um, but what did end up helping me was like her party and then going through all the photos of her party because they're beautiful. And then you're just, yeah. you know, you can, I don't know, add to the photo album, <laughs> you know, like, I know. I am excited to see everything together. I think it should be pretty. Um, yeah. It's definitely not as large of a scale as I was thinking it was going to be originally. But honestly, like, I don't think he would have liked it to be as big as I was originally planning because he's been getting he's been getting um like social not I, I guess it's kind of social anxiety. I mean, he's kind of like. He's not really out a lot, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of around a lot of crowds. So mm -hmm. he gets overwhelmed very quickly immediately mm -hmm. with a bunch of people and it scares him, I think. So mm -hmm. I think less is more. I think it's going to yeah. actually yeah. be better that it's just a smaller, smaller group. So, yeah, you're but right. move, moving along. Um, <laughs> I know we have more to go here. Um, so we've been asked um, some questions mm -hmm. and um, we figured we'd kind of hit a couple of them. So um, one of the questions that was thrown at us was, my toddler only wants to eat one or two things. I try to give him other options when I cook, but he refuses and asks for his favorites. What are some of your successes? I'm going to have Sonia take this one because Hayden just <laughs> started exploring food. Um, so I'm actually interested in her answer as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's such a good question. I think it's something that a lot of parents struggle with. And um, for us, it's really come down to consistently introducing Annabelle to things over and over and over again um, to see if she'll try them. She has her favorites. She loves pasta specifically macaroni and cheese to my dismay because I'm very much on the plant-based side of things. Um, and so macaroni and cheese, she loves cheese in general. Um, yogurt, I mean, ice cream. I am really against dairy. and <laughs> Like really personally, like I have a vendetta against dairy, but like it's fine i allow her these treats because i know that i'm going to just consistently be introducing her to um new things so for breakfast every day i've always introduced her to like i've always put down a fruit for her i'm not shouldn't say introduced her but i've always put down like blueberries and like some other fruit in like a little bowl for her she loves her breakfast buffet. <laughs> I call it her <laughs> Annabelle's breakfast buffet. And it's usually like blueberries with like a mango or blueberries with cantaloupe or something. And then she likes cashews. So I'll put down like nuts. And we only discovered this because we let her try them. And then um, I'll usually put down like some crackers with peanut butter or something. But we've just, since she's been on solids, we've just consistently reintroduced things to her until she decides that she likes it. And if she never decides she likes it, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to just try things in different ways. So say, for example, like one of the first things we ever gave her was potatoes. Um, we just mashed up a little bit of potato and she liked it, but she didn't need to have a ton of it. Um, and so after a while that just got to be old for her and she didn't want it anymore. Um, and we would re we'd introduce another thing for her and she'd like it for a little while. She would get sick of it. And then we would go back to something else. And now she likes potatoes again. If we give her mashed potatoes, she thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> But, you know, kids go in phases and a lot of times I see parents, um, and this isn't a bad thing, but a lot of times I see parents are like, oh, well, my child will only eat this. And I fully understand that child probably will only eat that. But like with Annabelle, there was a phase where we could have easily slid into that with macaroni and cheese, but we would give her the macaroni and cheese and then we would give her whatever we were eating as well to try and like also put down some fruit for her because we know she'll eat it. So, I mean, I think just giving them what they want, but then also giving them the option to try a couple bites of things. And then one of our friends actually sent us this thing. If you're having issues with your child, not wanting to eat with you at dinner and they're just like throwing their food everywhere, give them a few containers, like a plate, a bowl, and another bowl with like three different things in them and then they can kind of play with it they can mix them together and like make their own combos and um then they think they've made their own masterpiece oh that's such <laughs> then, a cool idea yeah, i love that yeah <clears throat> so we started doing that with annabelle because she went through this phase where she was and i would send you guys videos and i actually have a video on tiktok um yeah of i her. think i remember you sending something right. like that 
Yeah, um, she went through I, a phase didn't of click only what it was, but right. Yeah, she went through a phase of only wanting spaghetti and marinara, and I think it's mostly just because she knew she could slather it all over herself. But yeah. then one of our friends, I was like, again with the sauce, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and one of our friends sent us this TikTok of like this mom who put down like multiple dishes of things for her child to like play with, and like Annabelle calls it cooking. She's like, cook, 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 and then she like Aww. eats it. Um. So she loves that and it, she tries other things and, you know, so she's, she's got a good variety of foods that she likes to eat. So that's cool. I was actually going to suggest like when they're a little older, mm-hmm. so it actually goes into what you were just saying, but I, but your idea is um, smart for when they're so little. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say like when they're a little bit older, um, I was thinking maybe it'd be helpful to get them involved with cooking the dinner with you, like have them be a part of cooking dinner because then it's exciting and they see what's Mm -hmm. going into it and they can try things as they're cooking and they know everything that's in it. So if it looks weird all mixed Mm -hmm. together, at least they know all the stuff and they've done it and they're probably more apt to try it. Um, But your idea with the little bowls and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. that's super, that's super cute. We're kind of like, Hayden's so new to the whole like food game that right Mm -hmm. now he's just... He's basically kind of loving everything we're putting yeah. in front of them. Uh, him, like, we haven't really, like, found anything, um, I don't think, like, too crazy that he hasn't liked. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much been eating everything. Um, he has started this new thing, though, this week that we've noticed that if um, – so if he has food in his mouth and then you go to introduce him something else, like, let's say I just put something else on his tray, mm-hmm. he'll immediately spit out what's in his mouth to grab that <laughs> new thing. It's like that's been his new thing. Like, he's realized that he can spit whatever's out in his mouth yeah. because he have to swallow it. Yeah. So that's been fun. We were in Target – the other day and I gave him this little fig bar and mm-hmm. he was, um, which actually <laughs> it wasn't, it was actually my granola bar. Um, mm-hmm. but he went through all his snacks while we were shopping. So I was like, well, this is what I got. And yeah. so I was giving him this little fig bar and he was doing pretty good, but I think it was a little too dense for him. He, mm-hmm. It didn't like completely dissolve as quickly as a normal baby like mm-hmm. granola bar would have. So it was this big blob of fig in his mouth. And so I went mm-hmm. to give him like some water being like, Oh, do you need to like wash this down? And normally he would just like, like use the water to help himself kind of swallow it. But instead he literally goes Bleh, like in the middle, I'm in like the target <laughs> checkout and his big blob of mm-hmm. chewed up fig is coming out. I'm like, Oh God, Oh God. And I literally just put my hand out plops mm-hmm. in my hands. So I'm like, great and so that I had to like grab like a little wet one and like wipe it up and I'm like that's awesome that's, yeah. that's amazing but yeah so I don't know we're not really there yet so um I'm loving all these tips I know mm-hmm. um one of the things that we started doing so I had I went through and I made like because I was making all his baby food like I had pureed all this stuff and so it was just like all of a sudden one day he decided he was done with purees and he well he had teeth now so he's ready to you know start moving into like actual food mm-hmm. and um and but I had all these purees already prepped in the freezer and I'm like well what do I do with all the shit mm-hmm. well what I started doing was making sorry <laughs> I would like start like I would cook like whole grain whole grain um uh gluten-free pasta and then like or like um his like organic um Mac like white cheddar is like the Annie's like white cheddar mac and cheese like mm-hmm. the box shit right I'm, I'm making yeah. it sound fancy it's literally the Annie's you know what I'm talking about but I yes. usually cook it with like make it with plant butter and almond milk and um 
And so either one of those, but I would take the, like, let's say it was like squash or like sweet potatoes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I would literally like warm those up and then I would mix Mm -hmm. that in with the pasta. So it kind of make its own little sauce, um, but it's with like a veggie and he freaking loved it. So that was a way to get him to making sure that he was still getting, but he like loves vegetables. He Mm -hmm. loves green beans, loves peas, loves carrots. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now we're good, but, and he loves fruit. So I I always, like you did with Annabelle, I I always make sure that every meal always has a veggie. Mm -hmm. He always has like fruit during the day. He always has, you know, a a lean protein, like eggs or Mm -hmm. um, chicken or, or, you know, white beans or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. Um, Like give him like a variety of options. He loves chicken, loves grilled chicken. I thought it was just chicken tenders, but then we put some grilled chicken in front of him (laughs) and he inhaled it. So we're like, well, he's eating grilled chicken just fine. We don't need to like give him all this chicken tenders. So, um, yeah. So right now he's a good little eater. So that's why I'm like. That's good. This needs to be a Sonia question because I don't really know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You never know because I feel like Annabelle's just been so opinionated about her food since day one. So you never know. Maybe it'll stick and Hayden will just love food and like healthy stuff. I don't stuff. know. We'll don't see. Know. I think every child goes through a phase. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping you're right. But yeah, I'm not that naive to think that, you know. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I feel like my time's coming. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, because Hayden has yeah. just been like amazing. So, I mean, Annabelle has too, but she's just always had a very strong opinion. So you never know what's coming. <laughs> so question number two. Do you want to read this one? Yeah. Could you please do a stay-at-home geriatric mama episode? Uh, so many of us are working moms, but it would be great to hear from someone with that perspective as well. So this is a great question. I know that there are a lot of geriatric mamas who are stay-at-home moms. It just seems as though we've seen so many people who are working moms who want to be a part of the show or like have a podcast episode. So we are looking for someone who would like to come on the show as uh, who is a stay-at-home mom because we really do need that perspective. Um, a stay-at-home mom is also a working mom in my opinion because there's so much to do around the home. So mm-hmm. um, if there's anyone out there who'd like to come on, please, you can send us an email, um, but we also have the Be Our Guest page on our website and you can go there and fill that out as well. Either way works for us. So we- If you're a Sam- Yes, a psalm. A psalm. If you're a psalm, a stay-at-home mom, S-A-H-M. So just literally said, if you're a psalm, if you're a psalm, I want to come on and talk about your experience. I see that um, abbreviation all over the place, but not yeah, very often just, in the geriatric mama's world. One thing I do I want to touch on with this is I think mm-hmm. – um, and I, I was one of them. So I'm going to fall on the sword here and um, admit – that I had a, um, I had the perception of like, she's home all day. Like, you know, the baby naps, like you get to catch up on your soaps and your shows and like, you know, do online shopping and like, how hard can it be? Like, I literally had that perception. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm like fucking idiot. I'm like, I'm admitting, right? Like I thought, 
like um, even maternity leave. I thought it was going to be kind of like a vacation. Like he's going to be sleeping. It's going to be mm -hmm. great. Listen, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. Um, I think the, the misconception, um, for, especially for people who don't have kids, mm -hmm. um, is that you know, it's easier to be mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom. And I think it's one of those situations where the grass is always greener. So mm -hmm. when you're a working mom, you know, you're you're forced to be on a, a, a schedule. You get up every morning, you get yourself ready, you get your baby ready, you have, you pack your bag, you, your kid goes one where, one place, you go to the other, you're around hum, adult humans all day, you're interacting all day. Um, on your way home, maybe you're stopping to grab a couple errands, or maybe you're rushing to daycare to pick up the baby, and then you're running back home and getting dinner going, and it's crazy and it never ends. And you're just exhausted, right? There's mm -hmm. that perspective. And then you have like the other side of it where you're a stay-at-home mom, where you you get up, you get the baby ready for breakfast. And then it's like you're, you know, or, you know, and then you're kind of planning out your day and you have like all like this cleaning to do. And then you have like errands to run. And then you have like all these meetings that you probably have like over um, exerted yourself for, I don't know what mm -hmm. the word is, you know what I mean? Like overcommitted yourself to, mm -hmm. um, and then the baby just wants all of your attention nonstop, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, that's what they, they want. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're not really around like adults to interact with. And you're listening to like Don Quixote and Paw Patrol mm -hmm. and like whatever the else is on TV. And like, then when somebody does call you and it's that adult conversation, you suddenly realize you don't know how to interact with adults anymore mm -hmm. like it's just and you're exhausted and then it's like the husband mm -hmm. comes home or your wife comes home or whatever the case is and and it's like you just want to like hand the child over but it's like mm -hmm. they're exhausted because mm -hmm. they're coming up from their day and they're not quite understanding because they're looking at you like you were home all day so mm -hmm. you know it's just like there's yeah. two sides and I'm currently dealing with the issue of I'm working from home. Hayden goes to his grandmother's a couple days a week. Um, that's we're you know that's working right now, sort of, mm -hmm. um, but not not. We're getting to the point where it might need to be more. We might need to you know enroll him somewhere, you know, um, <laughs> because he's not getting as stimulated during the day as he needs to, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And he's getting older where he needs to be a little bit more involved with other kids and stuff and. It's like I'm trying to like divide my focus with work and be my best self with mm -hmm. work, but then I'm also trying to like split my time with him and then mm -hmm. also like try to coordinate time with my husband. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's just like it's exhausting. So yeah, I think no matter no matter what road you take, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, it's all equally exhausting. And I think mm -hmm. the grass is greener is always going to look greener on the other side, but, um, mm -hmm. there's definitely pluses and minuses to everything. So, and I kind yeah. of feel like I've, I've been kind of divided right in the middle of both of that because <laughs> I'm yeah. home, but I'm not, I'm not like a stay at home mom, even though I'm working from home. Like right. it's, um, right. Yeah. Sometimes you're would, double duty, yeah. you know, especially it's when like between jobs, when you weren't like working for another company and you were solely working on geriatric mamas, you were going, going, going like 24 hours a day, seven days a week for geriatric mamas while also taking care of Hayden. But he was taking a few more, like he was taking more restful naps. I think he, as he's getting older these last couple months, he's probably been a little bit less 
because you were saying that he's his naps have changed a little bit so well yeah i mean he's kind of like all over the place like he he has this like really he's he's a really good sleeper he still is a really Mm -hmm. good sleeper it's just whenever he's going through a growth spurt it's like he Mm -hmm. either sleeps more or he sleeps less um and so his morning nap is usually pretty consistent um he usually does really well for that and then um it's that we're we're right we're we're right on the borderline of him starting to be able to skip his afternoon nap because mm-hmm. he was doing three naps a day. It was the morning nap. It was the nap after lunch. And then it was the nap in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we've moved past the lunch. Because the nap in the morning now is kind of like a little, it's kind of a long one. Mm-hmm. And so it gets rid of the lunch nap. And then to, if he's out and about doing stuff, like this weekend, mm-hmm. he was out with me all day Sunday running errands. And he only had that morning nap. And yeah, mm-hmm. he was tired. But he pushed through because he was interacting, he was engaging, and he was mm-hmm. okay. But if yeah. he's home, then it's like he he rubs his eyes and mm-hmm. he gets sleepy. So it's like mm-hmm. we're right we're right um, on the cusp of like skipping that afternoon nap, but not mm-hmm. we're not quite there yet. Yeah. So it's it's been kind of a, a challenge, and it's like I don't want him to like have to like sleep all day just so I can get shit done, you know? Like I want him <laughs> to like be able to like you know like yeah. do stuff and, and learn and grow and. So I don't know. I feel like I'm getting off topic, but no, you're, you're not. I mean, but yeah, we 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 definitely need to do a full episode about that because there's, there's a lot. It's, it's definitely, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a big one. And yeah, you know, um, I, I definitely have a lot of feels about it as you can see. Mm -hmm. No, I do too. I do too. So, um, next topic, Jess. Oh my god, this one literally <laughs> I it it like it gives me so much anxiety to even think mm-hmm. about. So this week or was it I think it was like last week? It was yeah, last it was week. Wednesday the 20th. Yeah, we um there was a story that that came out. It was a 20 month 21 month old girl who was run over in Chelsea, mm-hmm. Maine. I didn't know there was a Chelsea, Maine, so this whole time I was thinking it was Chelsea, Massachusetts. Yeah, it happened and I didn't yeah, I actually didn't know there's a Chelsea Maine either. Um so I'm gonna read the article. It's mm-hmm. it's really it's really shitty. Um so a toddler died Wednesday in Maine after she was hit by a tow truck while lying in the road, according to Maine State Police. The twenty one month old girl was playing outside a home in Windsor on Windsor Road in Chelsea when she wandered into the roadway and laid down, state police said in the press release Thursday. While she was lying there, a GMC flatbed tow truck traveling north on the road hit her. Police and firefighters responded to the scene at 2.23 p.m. Police said they, along with witnesses, performed CPR on the girl until she was taken to Maine General Hospital where she was declared dead. The tow truck driver, a 62-year-old Chelsea man, said he did not realize it was a child lying in the road until he hit her, according to police. It is unclear if the girl, who has not been identified, was alone at the time or under adult supervision. The crash is still under investigation. No arrests have been announced and no further details have been released. Chelsea is a small town of about 2,700 residents. It is located just south of Augusta. And actually, um, they, they have uncovered a little bit more than that Mm -hmm. um because it was a foster mother Mm -hmm. um 
so yeah so she was yeah yeah so basically it was like um the the toddler her name is uh was majesty and apparently she her foster mother said that she was um watching majesty play on the swing set and then she went inside to get laundry to hang on the line and then that's when majesty must have wandered into the road Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um and yeah (laughs) I I'm literally trying to bite my tongue because it's like I okay I'm just gonna like I feel I'm like probably no gonna, one is gonna actually I'm probably gonna piss a lot yeah okay so literally like what the fuck mm-hmm. what the actual fuck first of all they show pictures of this house and it's a tiny house that literally sits right on the road mm-hmm. first of all if you're not gonna put a fence up why are you allowing a baby mm-hmm. to play in the front yard by herself? Right. Any children, any right. child play right. in the front yard by herself. And it's a foster child at that, like, which means this child has already been experienced to, to some shit. Yeah. And this foster mother is supposed to be her saving grace mm-hmm. to keep her safe mm-hmm. while they find her a forever home. Right. And and she she can't even do that. Right. So like what the fuck? Right. Like I don't I'm like literally like my blood boils when I child, think about this. And like who knows the biological parents and like what their situation was, but I can't imagine that they wouldn't be just as Could devastated you, um, as right. like and you know. yeah, and it's like exactly. And I don't know their situation, but like what if it was a case where like what if it was a case where it was like, you know, drug mm-hmm. issues or alcoholism or whatever, and it was like, you know, get clean. And let's say the mm-hmm. parents were like working on um, getting themselves better and like they were doing everything they could to try to get their daughter back and mm-hmm. like she's placed at whatever. And then this happens, you know, right. it's like, what the hell? Right. Like there needs to be some, like, how is there not... How, right. like, what social worker went to this house, mm-hmm. assessed the situation, and said, yeah, this looks safe. Let's just let a baby. Right. They have a playground. They have, literally have a play, uh, a swing set mm-hmm. in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, clearly yeah. their intentions are to let this baby play, on, right. you know, with, like, with oncoming traffic. Like, that's just, like, I don't, my mind is blown. Like, I don't understand. Right. right. So... There was a confusing part in the article that I read that I sent you and our friends. Um, and it was like, you know, the foster mom went inside to get laundry. But then at the end of the article, it says that the foster mom and the children were there visiting. So I don't know, like, what who they were visiting or how long they were visiting them. But apparently they had laundry at this person's house. So she needed to go inside and get it. And the swing set. I always bring my laundry when I come to visit Sonia. It's just, like, the good time to do all my laundry. Right. So I'm just wondering if maybe this is an entirely different house than, like, the kids even lived at. And, like, you know, just – it's just so many red flags as – just given the photos, you know, of the situation, there's just so many red flags. I don't understand. I know that the system is overrun. Um, and there's a lot of issues behind all of that. Like we learned in, you know, Abby's episode of Mm -hmm. um, fostering to adopt. I mean, that's not even, you know, the half of it, but, um, but still these are children 
they're children, they're innocent, they they can't obviously make decisions for themselves. They have to be under supervision at all times, at all times. Yeah. And I have PTSD from this now that will never me go too. away. And it was me just reading the article it gave me the PTSD. And it's like, I was telling the girls, like, you know, it's like on one hand, like think about like this, the poor guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's probably he, traumatized. Mm -hmm. But then there's a part of me that like, I freaking swerve for dead squirrels. Right. The smallest thing, like a dead bird in the road, I am not running over it. I am moving right. around it. Right. So like, you mean to tell me you have this big object laying in the road and right. you just go for it? Right. You don't once think like, well, it didn't look like a child. Well, what the fuck did it look like? Right. Why, why hit it? If you don't know, why, right. why go for it? Like, what right. are you doing? It's like so. It's I have a question about that mean. too. Like, right. it's not entirely his fault, but at the same time, it's like the second you get behind the wheel and you mm -hmm. driving, you're in charge of that vehicle. So right. it it, it, it kind of is your fault too. It's not an excuse that you didn't see that it that it was a child. No, there was because you saw that it was something. Right. You saw that it was something. Right. Exactly. And it's so weird the mentality that drivers and I'm not generalizing all drivers but you know being out on the road these last few months especially like because we live in like vacation land like a tourist area of maine and since the tourists have left and traffic is moving a lot faster now because you know how we get like jammed a lot in the summertime like now the traffic's moving faster i've found that these roads are like so much more dangerous because the mentality shift that's happened with drivers now is so weird like people don't care anymore when there's something in the road and i've noticed this firsthand since labor day it's just people are just hauling out in front of people at all times mm -hmm. um i'll be going like 35 miles an hour the speed limit because i am not in a big hurry to get anywhere these days i'll be going 35 miles an hour exactly and someone will haul out in front of me like one car length away and i'll be stepping on the brakes and last week this happened to me three times and I see people just running over bags, running over like whatever. Like I used to see everyone swerving over squirrels and people mm -hmm. don't swerve for squirrels anymore. It's, I don't It's understand. like, let me be clear. Like when I say swerve, I'm not trying to like jump into oncoming traffic to avoid no, a squirrel, but like, like, you know, I slow down. <laughs> I usually see it enough ahead of time to slow down and be mindful mm -hmm. of it, you know? So I don't know. I find it hard to believe. I'm not saying that he saw it was a child and intentionally hit her, but, it's but still, I feel, still... I feel like he wasn't, I feel like he wasn't paying attention as mm -hmm. much as he should have. And I feel like by the time he realized what he was hitting was right up on her mm -hmm. because he wasn't paying attention. So I don't know if right. he was looking at his phone. I don't know if he was looking at the radio. I don't know if mm -hmm. he was looking at his GPS. I don't know if he was looking down, if he was looking out the window. I don't friggin' know, but I find it hard to believe that if you were focusing on the road and you were paying attention, Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have slowed down at least to see what the hell it was right before it, you would have just gone for it like right. i just i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see how this story Every, lands so many so many people failed this right. child it's just I feel it like, breaks my heart it literally and breaks i know my it's heart. easy for you and i to have this conversation outside of the situation like it is for everyone else in the world who's watching um mm -hmm. but we i really <clears> feel as though like both the foster mom and the tow truck driver need 
to have some kind of punishment and it's not that's not judgment that's not judgment that's just I personally feel as though it's the law like the truck driver saying that he didn't see something in the road I mean if that were any other situation it would be manslaughter any other situation would be manslaughter it's a thing it's unintentional manslaughter right it's a thing you may not have meant to but you did sorry Right. You know, like it's a really shitty situation, but it happened. Somebody, somebody, or they, somebody needs to be punished for this Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's neglect. Right. And it's, um, I mean, it's negligence all around, honestly, you know, it's negligence on the driver's part. It's negligence on the foster mother's part. It's Mm -hmm. just all around. So many people fail this child. And the article that I read said that the foster mom is worried that this means that she's done with fostering. Yeah, it should be. It should um, be. You know, I think that should be the, the least of your worries right now. She's like, oh, you mean I'm not going to get that check anymore? No, bitch, you're not. You're done. I'm sorry, but you're done. Right. You need to, like, take a minute and self-evaluate. Like, am I qualified to be a parent? And you've already demonstrated that you're not. So so that should actually be the least of your punishment. And I feel like she should also be held responsible for manslaughter, like both of them. She Mm -hmm. let a 21-month old right it'd be one thing if like sorry to cut you off it'd be one thing if like the child was inside Mm -hmm. and somehow let herself out the front door and then wandered Mm -hmm. out right Mm -hmm. still not okay not great but the fact that you literally left a 21 Mm -hmm. month old baby Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. next to a road with no Mm -hmm. fence right and you went inside right to do laundry Mm -hmm. so that's taking time right like that is where it's are you kid or were you you're like you might as well put her in a bathtub with a toaster like you were literally right. asking for that to happen right right i don't yeah understand and like two-year-olds like and like annabelle right now is learning the concept of we hold hands we look both ways before we go out to the car like it's you know we're we're trying to instill that in her every single day but she's two and so she's just now you know really fully starting to know what we're saying so like a 21 month old is definitely definitely cannot be expected to regulate herself and her curiosity about going to lay down in the middle of a road i mean or anything else to do with a road you know yeah anyways i think we've been i know the police are investigating it further so i'm i'm definitely going to be keeping up with this story i want to see what happens um and you know any other developments that they get i i feel i do agree i feel like there's definitely more to this story Mm -hmm. than what is being shared right now but the bits that we're hearing it's not great (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's, it's really sad it's just it's just all around um heartbreaking it's right. i just feel so bad for that little baby i feel heartbroken for the biological parent it's not knowing their situation not understanding what she was removed from i'm going to mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt that it's not as like a, a you know um abusive story because yeah. some, it's not always like that right sometimes right. it's just a situational thing you never know mm-hmm. um i just all around it's just heartbreaking Everybody, everybody, the system really failed this baby and all around everybody um, let this baby down. Yeah. And I just, I feel like we could go on about it and shaming. And I know it's, 
like you said, it's, it's easy to speak to it when you're not inside of it. And we have so many thoughts and feels about it. It's just, ugh. it's just right. like, it, I it, like the stories like this hit different now that I'm a mom, you know, right. like it would That's have pissed me off being a mom. Right. But it's like, now it's like, I picture that being Hayden. Right. I picture that being Annabelle. Like right. I, it's just it. And you can't help, but take it personal. It's just awful. It's just right. fucking awful. Right. No, I Ugh. think, you know, I think aunts and uncles and grandparents and parents, um, anyone who has a very, like anyone who has a very close relationship with a child can fully understand the depth of all of it. I think before I had Annabelle, I didn't have, you know, my nephew Kyler for very long before Annabelle. He was like two when Annabelle was born. Um, but I think the moment Kyler was born is like one of the moments where I fully understood what it could possibly feel like to lose a child. And like, I started getting, you know, like emotional when I would watch movies, emotional when I would like hear something on the news, because like, you can't help but put yourself into those situations or your loved one into that situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And then becoming a parent amplifies that even more, you know? Um, Yeah. So moving on to a slightly funnier topic. Well, obviously (laughs) much funnier because it has nothing to do with death or nothing to do with death of babies. Um, Unintentionally ghosting people since having babies. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jessica, that this has happened to you from me. And I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorry to everyone else that I've done it to. I feel like there are people who in, you know, my life, there are so many people who I would just never, ever, ever ghost. In fact, I'm just not a ghoster. I never was a ghoster. It's just not in my nature at all. And so ever since having Annabelle though, it's like, sometimes I don't have time to read something until it's two o'clock in the morning. And then I don't want to be that person, even though everyone keeps their phone on silent now, and they're probably not going to be disturbed by anyone's text messages or messages on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. They're not going to be disturbed by my message at two 30 in the morning responding to theirs, but it's still a good six to eight hours after they messaged me. So it's still kind of ghosting. <laughs> So, I don't know. I just, I feel bad. And then I try to wait until the next morning and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I missed your text message. And then I forget because, you know, I get going with the day and getting Annabelle ready for the day. And all of a sudden it's noon. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I got to text so-and-so back. And then I'm doing laundry or getting ready to get on a podcast or something. And I ghost them for like three days. (laughs) Or like what my, my thing has been is like, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll like, I don't know that I necessarily like ghost people. Well, okay. I do. But like, I, I have been doing the the thing that I hate that other people do that I give my parents shit for all the time. And it's when it's like, (laughs) like you don't risk, they don't respond right Mm -hmm. for 
I say they, me, right? Mm -hmm. I don't respond to like all these text messages. And then I finally like respond to like the last two. Yeah. And then it's like, I'll ask a question about something. And it's like, well, why don't we do this? And it's like, I already addressed that. Scroll up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I get so annoyed with my parents. I'm like, scroll up. I already sent this to you. Scroll mm -hmm. up. You're missing X, Y, Z. So that's because what happens is, is like, you know, we have the text chain with the girls and it's yeah. like you step away from it for like, you know, just like a couple hours and you look mm -hmm. down and it's like 32 messages. Yeah. And it's so overwhelming. And it's like, I don't have time. So like, mm -hmm. I'll just like think that I can catch up quickly in the gist of it. But really, yeah. like I only looked up a few and I'm thinking like, well, if I just jump in in the current present time, they're not going to mm -hmm. notice. I don't really know all this other <laughs> shit. But then I always get caught. It always comes up. Yeah. I get like a separate message from Tiff. Like, you didn't say anything about this, but um, mm -hmm. just wondering what your thoughts were on X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, sorry. Yeah, didn't see <laughs> so, it. Didn't see it. Yeah, like, um, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes I feel though, like sometimes I feel like in our group text, if, if a topic has been thoroughly explored and talked about, and I don't come in until the end of that, I'm not, what is my two cents worth at that point? Especially if somebody's already right. said, solved the problem or said all the things I would say or whatever. I just feel like at that point, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to that because my points have already been made you know so right exactly <laughs> why do you need me to weigh in is this like right. a jury trial like why do you need me to weigh in on like my two cents like we've already established that the answer is yes move forward with right. that blush color right. it's great or, looks great I feel, or sometimes <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna be that person who goes back and is like okay but wait i have a question about that and then you're like that person that everyone's annoyed with because like you're the person who asks the question at the end of a meeting yeah you know what i mean oh my god yeah no i know so in that like, situation moved on. right and sometimes i will text people separately outside of the group and be like oh hey like about this like i'll have a, a conversation separately to the person that it actually matters to but you know yeah yeah i um uh, now that we've yeah, gone it's... off on a long tangent about ghosting and all the scenarios there's just so much ghosting there really is so much kids. ghosting. You know yeah. what's funny though? It's actually in this moment right now that I'm thinking about it that I've literally been getting annoyed with like my parents for the same shit that I've been doing mm -hmm. to my friends. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Jessica Lynn. Okay. <laughs> Jessica Lynn. So let's be honest. Let's be real. Okay. Your mom probably has good reason to ghost at sometimes, but like everybody else, like really though, like, okay, so your mom is working, she's cooking, she's doing laundry, she's cleaning. And then, you know, she's, she's texting you here and there when she can. But like, if, if people aren't doing that level of work, then what else are they doing that's causing them to not respond to you? You know? Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, she's, she's a busy lady, but mm -hmm. Um, now, when I was at this 4th of July barbecue with one of my close friends here in Maine who we, I mean, I don't ghost any of my friends intentionally and I never have, but it was a lot easier not to obviously before having Annabelle. And I remember there was this like one time where Annabelle just started getting like, you know, on the move physically, like she could just get herself around a room and like put whatever it was that she was holding in her hand in her mouth. And so at that point, I think that's the exact moment when I started ghosting people the most was when she got more active because I couldn't help it, you know? And so yeah. there's this one friend who 
like we always just respond to each other immediately and she was like i was at this fourth july barbecue and she's like um yeah i don't know like it's just not like you to really like ghost people like that and i'm like no you're right it's really not um <laughs> was she like super it's offended not- well i think when it first started happening she was more offended then she let on and also probably worried about me because she could have thought I was like having like postpartum depression or yeah whatever the case because at first you're always worried more than you're mad you know and then at a certain point it starts being like okay what the actual fuck is going on here but then I just kind of like had to explain and like this person has sisters who have kids and young young kids too so like we were all just kind of talking about how hard it is to keep up with the normal text but then at the same time it's like you don't want to not be texting like you still need your communication from your friends in the outside world you know so yeah i feel like i feel like i wasn't really bad until i just started this new job and now Mm -hmm. it's like I keep up with you. You and I are texting all the time because mm-hmm. of um, geriatric mamas, which like mm-hmm. I'm thankful for because I get it like make sure mm-hmm. that we stay connected, which I love. Um, right. But I'm definitely dropping the ball with the other text chains. Like, yeah. like I'll be like responding to you, and then it's like, like I think I pretty much have right now. Let's just look. I think I have. Yeah, I have 17 unread messages mm-hmm. in the um, blonde squad text yeah. chain so mm-hmm. um i'll eventually get to that but <laughs> like it's probably yeah. stuff from like earlier and i'm just like i don't know right um so yeah i don't it's just it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard it's like i'll like read something that's another thing too it's like i'll read something and then something will happen and then mm-hmm. i'll be like oh i need to respond to that and then i'll go do something and then i'll mm-hmm. come back and it's just like the moment's yeah. passed and right. I, I forgot right so I don't know. It's hard. It's a thing. Don't take it personally. It's not our fault. Get over it. Yeah. So we're sorry for being ghosters. And I'm sure a lot of moms feel the same way. Like they don't see their text until it's hours later and then they forget to respond because of all the things. So it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. So I think this is a really good segue. And you probably set it up like this intentionally. This mm-hmm. is a good se- segue to go to our final topic, mm-hmm. which is about feeling overstimulated and running on empty mm-hmm. after a work day and taking care of children after work. Yeah. Um, this hits home to me. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Your hair Sonia, right do you want to go? <laughs> you like this? <laughs> you look like a, like a hen. <laughs> you like have a chicken mohawk (laughs) yes so i'm gonna go ahead and play this reel that i sent to jessica now this could very much be my life working at geriatric mamas and you know taking care of my two-year-old however i have relaxed a bit since coming out of the corporate world it automatically skipped to another video so cut i don't know how we're gonna fix that but we'll we'll figure this out just stay with us guys we're gonna show you something so good Just so wait good. for it. So this is it's a reel so that I, that I sent to Jessica. It's 518 and I have just finished my work day. I'm in the car to go get my kids from daycare and my bucket is completely empty. I had to use so much emotional regulation today. Client calls who 
you know, I had to be on point for. There were presentations that I had to be on point for. There were HR issues and people challenges and difficult conversations, and I was on it for all of it. And now it's the end of my day and the start of second shift, where now I have to go be on point for emotional regulation with my children. They're going to have meltdowns. They're going to have tantrums. They're not going to like their meal. They're not going to want to eat anything for dinner. They're not going to want to go to bed. They don't want to take a bath. And I have to control myself for so long from like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. But my bucket is so empty right now. I am trying so hard to be a great parent between the hours of 5.30 p.m. and 8 o'clock p.m. But it is it is like decision fatigue, emotional fatigue at the end of a very long work day where I had to use every tool in my toolbox to stay composed and to be a good employee. And now I just want to give my kids their fair share of energy, but I'm really struggling with metering that energy throughout the day so that I have some left to give to them from 530 to 8 p.m. So, I mean, if that is not all of us, like I, yes, I just want to know what she tools said. she has in her toolbox. And by the way, let me tell you, um, let me tell you who that was really quickly because it was a real on Instagram. So it's the eighth day for reading only is her handle on Instagram. So yeah, that was spot on. <laughs> that was a hundred percent spot yeah. on. Um, yeah, it's. It's like something, I don't know about you, but maybe you can speak to like, you know, when you were in the corporate world mm -hmm. after or just mm -hmm. like in general. But like, I know for me, my current situation, mm -hmm. you know, um, on days, especially that Hayden goes to his grandmother's, it's like I finish my day 530. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm like having to be on point all day. Mm -hmm. I'm on the phone all day. I'm talking to people all day. I'm interacting mm -hmm. all day. I have meetings. I'm trying to hit certain numbers. Mm -hmm. And then I wrap up my day and then I, you know, try to I, I get in my car. I try to like hustle over because it's like, mm -hmm. um, Hayden starts getting like, he wants his dinner right around like mm -hmm. six o'clock, six, six thirty, And then it's like, it's, it's starting to like be like the nightly routine when you get in. Cause he goes to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. So mm -hmm. around like, you know, and then he's also like, he doesn't really get that afternoon nap when he goes to his grandmother's. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I know that I only have a small window to go get him. And if yeah. I'm there a little too late, then he's going to be crying all the way home because right. he's exhausted and he's right. hungry and he's just wants to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I am the type of person I know, like some moms, like when they hear crying, they can kind of tune it out. It literally mm -mm. gives me anxiety. Yeah, It gives me anxiety beyond belief when I hear him cry. Yeah. I do not like it. I don't no, like the it. Same way it, as you. it hurts me. It right. literally hurts me. Yes. And I do my best to just try to stay calm, mm -hmm. but it's like immediately everything in me wants to like soothe him and make him okay mm -hmm. and, and make, make it stop. Right. But sometimes they're just exhausted and that's mm -hmm. how he's communicating that to me. And he's just not satisfied with what's, what's happening in that moment. And it's like, I listen to the crying all the way home and yeah. it's hard because sometimes it's like, I want to be able to just pick him up and then go to the grocery store, but I don't have time because he missed that nap and now he's exhausted mm -hmm. and he's crying for me all the way home. I get home and then I'm having to hurry up to get him dinner and he's mm -hmm. rejecting dinner because he's exhausted, mm -hmm. but I don't want him to go to bed without eating anything. Then he's mm -hmm. rejecting his bottle. And then it's like, if it's bath, you know, if it's bath time, it's like, he'll, 
you know, snap out of it for a little bit because he loves his bath. But then all of a sudden he decides that he's tired again. You know, he's exhausted. And then he, you know, then it's like he gets like a second win. He plays for a little bit and then it's time to like go read a story and then go to mm -hmm. bed. And it's like, I have, I, I, I'm literally on point all day starting mm -hmm. from like 8am until, you know, I go get him and everything. And then it's like, he goes down around seven thirty, eight o'clock. And yeah. at eight o'clock is finally when I get to go, <sighs> right. You know, like grab a gla glass of wine or put on a show. That's not a, a baby show or mm -hmm. talk to a, a, an adult that's not work related, you know? And it's yeah. like, and it's hard because it's like um, Adam has a lot of, um, you know, events that he goes to in the evenings, a lot of like work meetings that he's been doing. He's been, um, you know, not always here for mm -hmm. the nightly routine. And I think sometimes he doesn't understand how overwhelming that is for me, you mm -hmm. know, because it's like and yeah. he's been doing a lot during the days to really help out. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want. I don't want to put the perception out there that he's not doing mm -hmm. anything because he is right. Like yeah. he is. Um, but like to be working um, as hard as I am and mm -hmm. then to have to do that whole ordeal and then have mm -hmm. to do the whole night routine. It's just, it's a lot. And it's mm -hmm. like, I find myself like um, sometimes like I I've had moments where I've literally had to like go into like the laundry room and just like scream into like a towel, yeah. <laughs> not really scream, but like, oh, yeah. you know, cause right. it's like, I don't want him to feel that energy or, or yeah. like I've had a moment where I have just randomly just started crying with yeah. Aiden while he's yeah. crying. And I'm like, I yeah. don't know why I'm crying. I'm sorry. I'm crying too. You know? And yeah, um, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. I agree. I feel like, you know, I just kind of, when she says tools in her toolbox, I'm just wondering if it's vodka. I want to know what those are too. Is it too. tequila? <laughs> is it coffee brandy? Oh, right. What in the actual fuck is she talking about for tools? Okay. So I feel like that's missing from the video. So we need to have her do another yeah. video. And then I like, for me, I feed so much off of other people's energy throughout the day. And in my mm -hmm. old job, my coworkers were oftentimes my good energy of the day. Whereas like sometimes like the people aspect or like the emails coming in from like people I don't really know that well could a lot of times be like the weird energy throughout the day that I had to pull myself together for. And then like the HR stuff that I, like I was dealing with HR things um, with people who work directly underneath you are always complicated complicated mm -hmm. and you have to be like she said you have to be on point for that stuff and um you can't I don't know and like it would be sometimes it would just feel so like personal because it is personal because you have relationships with these people but you can't and you know so like just being on point and not taking anything personal from the things that normally you would take personally you have to be on point for that mm -hmm. so like for me like, I guess my, my good energy, I would try to focus as much as I can on the interaction that I had with like my grandmother or Mike's parents dropping Annabelle off in the morning and just trying to like connect as much as I could. But if God forbid they weren't in a good mood that morning, I would normally be like crying all the way home. Cause I knew I would be dealing with some shit at work yeah, and then dealing with some shit, picking Annabelle up and then dealing with some more shit like on the way home because Annabelle also when she hasn't had a nap is also crying 
all the way home Mm -hmm. and wants to do something that usually we can't do at that exact moment. And that, you know, so I think, um, I really do want to know what those tools are and like, um, like how do you stay sane? I mean, for me, I've just really been, um, just really trying to savor the, the good moments with Annabelle Mm -hmm. and like I said trying to savor the good moments with like the people but also I think our like with our friends group and our group text a lot of times that's fun because we send each other like funny memes or like have conversations that about something funny that's happened throughout the day and like run things by each other here and there and I think that's something good and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what's um (laughs) that I just thought of that um actually is kind of been helping me um a little bit uh, like in a way mm-hmm. is um a little bit mm-hmm. is um I saw somewhere I I think it might have been on Facebook or something but it was um a, a like a post there's 9 minutes in a day that are most important to a child mm-hmm. it's um first uh first time they wake up mm-hmm. um or maybe it was six minutes in a day. Wait, <laughs> I think I thought it was nine minutes in a day. It was like first, uh, first. Oh yeah, no, it was. It was nine minutes. It was like first time they wake up. Um, when you pick them up from daycare or school or whatever, and then it's like when you put them to bed. Mm-hmm. And um, and so to me, I'm like, if I can make those three moments mm-hmm. um matter the most, and I yeah. look at it as like. Um, not just nine minutes, but I look at it as like when he wakes up in the morning, when he goes down or wakes up from a nap, mm-hmm. when I bring him to his game games, when I pick him up from his game games, when he goes to bed, I look at like those, like, you know, in increments of like those first three minutes of each of those events. Yeah. And I break it down like that. And I'm like, like, if I can just put aside how I'm feeling mm-hmm. for just three minutes of this initial thing, um, I need to make this a moment for him, you mm-hmm. know, like I understand he's tired and he's crying, but if I can just suck this up, how I'm feeling for three minutes for mm-hmm. this moment. And what I'm finding is that like, um, it calms me too. Mm-hmm. It like yeah. makes me take a step back and relax mm-hmm. and slow down mm-hmm. and then it calms him. Yeah. And so like, I've been, I've been doing that. So it's like, I've been embracing like the mornings. I'm trying not to be so rushing with it. I'm like, yeah. I want to embrace this moment. So it means I'm getting up a little bit earlier so that I can have that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just talking a few minutes earlier. It's not like a, a you know, big <laughs> production, but it's been, it has been making things, making a difference. And mm-hmm. um, it has been helping kind of keep him calm and kind of making the experiences a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more um, manageable. So that is something that I've been practicing over the past few weeks um, when I saw that and it just kind of, you know, stuck out to me because I think it is true. You know, it's like you, you're the first person they see when they wake up and the last Mm -hmm. person they see when they go to bed and Mm -hmm. Like how horrible of a thought if you're stressed out and you're angry and you're freaking out, Yeah, you know, and it's like, you don't want them to like have that, you know, it's, they're a baby. It's, it's not, you know, and, but at the same time you have to take care of yourself and it's just something that I was doing intentionally for him. But Mm -hmm. to my surprise, it was actually helping me as well because it was forcing me to slow down. It was forcing me to be part of the moment and it's just getting that extra little snuggle and that extra little hug just like 
it put everything into perspective. It's like, this is why you're doing this. Like, right. it's a reminder, like you're okay. Everything's going to be okay. And so that's something that right. I've been, um, I've been doing, but yeah. let me tell you the when evenings I... that I described, it's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. So when I like for a while there, I wasn't like really getting a whole lot of like alone time throughout the day. And like, I'm just one of those people who does kind of need that like I like to like read or learn something um I signed up for like that masterclass app and I love like taking little classes on there and like I like learning things on YouTube all the time and so I wasn't getting any of that stimulation for myself and so I did start doing like the wake up at five o'clock in the morning and give myself a little bit of time um and I think that definitely does help but then like when your sleep is interrupted during like a normal night's sleep, it's really hard to do that. But if yeah, I can, then I, if I can, if I know I'm going to get a good night's sleep, then I really do try to set my alarm for earlier so that I can get that time and I'll like make coffee or drink a ton of ice water or something and just look forward to that with a masterclass video or something. Um, but at nighttime, I'm definitely not at my peak. And that's, I mean, Mike has to get up early in the morning, but he also doesn't need to do the morning routine of getting Annabelle out the door. So mm -hmm. a lot of times if I know I've hit my wall, like hit my wall and I can't like, even if I'm not going to fall asleep yet, I'll just, you know, tell Mike and Annabelle like, good night. I got to go to bed. And then, <laughs> and then like, yeah, I'll give Annabelle like the biggest hug and the biggest kiss and I'll, you know, say good night and I'll go upstairs and just let like my because he's usually still in a pretty good mood surprisingly mm -hmm. like he can just kind of like he's got the distance yeah. on that so I'm like awesome and so he'll kind of take over until Annabelle falls asleep and that's been really helpful we've been doing that for a few months now I know I need to be better about communicating what I need yeah it's just hard though because it's like I feel guilty for like saying I need you to do a daddy put down because mm -hmm. I am just, I've, I have my buckets empty, <laughs> you know, like I feel like, and yeah. it's like, you know, I shouldn't, but it's like, I do. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know. I just get that like mom yeah. guilt and it's yeah. just like, you know, you've, you know, he's so wanted. You worked really hard to get mm -hmm. him. Why are you like passing him off? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just my own internal demons that I have to deal with. And it's yeah. just me trying to do everything and mm -hmm. um, not really taking care of myself. So I need to be better about yeah, you asking that. for help. And yeah, yeah so. I think you deserve it. I think you deserve it. And I think it's normal for us to hit a wall. And I know I've hit my wall when all I, all that can, I, all that I can get out of my mouth is like, Annabelle, time to go night night and about time to go night night and like she'll be talking to me about like right she'll be talking to me about something really amazing like mama book mama book and she'll like want to do something great like what yeah. i want what i want her to do but i can't even muster a Okay, come yeah. sit next to me and read. It's like a Annabelle, it's time to go night night. Like that yeah. that's when i know i've officially hit my wall and i can't do anything about it and there's no choice left in that for me it's the choice yeah. has been taken away from me at that point <laughs> it's like here mike please read a book with annabelle thank you so much good night 
I'm exhausted just thinking about it because I know in a couple hours, the whole situation <laughs> that I relate to you guys, like literally, I feel like mentally, I already just went through all of that, but like it didn't actually happen. And now I actually have to go through all of you that. You know what you're going to need? You're going <sighs> to need another one of those iced coffees, another one of those PSLs, except for maybe a little nip in it. Yeah. A little nip. There needs to be something in it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Pour Red Bull in it. Okay, forget the nip because sometimes they're not helpful in terms of keeping us awake. Maybe just put some Red Bull in your PSL. Yeah, but then I'm going to be up all night and mm-hmm. then it'll be shitty for tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I think I just need to have some Jesus juice, have mm-hmm. some blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> blood of Christ. <laughs> Okay, I guess that'll be the episode title, and then we will officially. Blood of Christ. I love that like Family Guy episode where like Peter was like (laughs) goes like to the Catholic Church, and he is like has a sip of wine. They're like Blood of Christ, and he spits it out. He's like, Jesus was a drunk. (laughs) I'd be like, Give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. Oh God, man. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like losing listeners with each episode yeah. that comes out there goes the catholic right. community right. <laughs> oh god you're right we're gonna get canceled because we're not gonna have any listeners so we're just gonna yeah. cancel ourselves yeah we're just just going through it <laughs> <laughs> all right well that wraps things up that's all we have for you we just mm-hmm. gave you like an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes no way Wait. What? Hold the you phone. have something else? I just thought of something. So we just what? got that one comment, like this one amazing comment on our Facebook. Was it group? On our Facebook uh, group page. Yeah, I think so. Somebody wrote on our Facebook group page. Um, I th- oh, yeah. Her name is Samantha Ray, if I'm not mistaken. It's just popping through my brain. And her comment was that she's loving the podcast. She's loving our message. And she just feels like she's hanging out with a couple of close friends. And I feel like that is truly amazing. Like, is that a real comment? Is Samantha Ray a real person? Because <laughs> she's a real person. Is she really a real person? <laughs> yes, she's a real person. I know. I I was yeah. smiling ear to ear, and then I got yeah. nervous that she was a she was like just one of your friends that was like trying to like hype us up. But then like you right. didn't know who she was. So no, she's definitely just a real a real follower. So yeah. thank you so much, Samantha Ray, for writing in. Um, yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff she, is super encouraging because. You know, we've oh, only sorry, been it's Samantha Renee. Samantha, oh, Samantha Renee. Renee. I'm sorry. Yeah. Samantha. So I just found the comment. It says, yeah. found you guys randomly on Insta a few days ago, and I am so grateful to hear your message. I'm a 41 year old who has had two miscarriages in a row after two very successful babies who are now 21 and 11. And it's mm-hmm. beyond refreshing to find a group of amazing women who just understand. Thank you for spreading awareness and sharing stories and making my days much better listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. feels like hanging out with good friends. P.S. Sending all the baby dust to anyone out there. That is oh, just my amazing. amazing so thoughtful yes that is like literally samantha this is like the reason we're doing this exactly you know this is the exact reason we're doing this Mm -hmm. thank you thank you so much for your sweet words um thank you so much for listening and supporting us um and 
yeah, like just amazing. So good call, Sonia. I'm glad. Yeah, let's give her a shout out for yes. sure. Samantha, yes. we it love was you. So encouraging to know that like it's resonating at least with you know one person. I know one it's resonating person. with. with <laughs> I know if Samantha is resonating with this, then maybe a couple more people are too. So that's just yeah. really encouraging. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so officially now before can, I continue, no, now we can continue. <laughs> oh, and actually one more thing though, before I do, we start get this whole outro going. Um, we haven't really been discussing this, but you guys, we have a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. We forget that we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> we have a YouTube channel. So, um, if you want to see video clips, um, mm -hmm. short, it's just 15 minute clips of each episode. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. It's guess what our name is? Uh, geriatric mamas on say, YouTube. Is it yeah, it totally is. Geriatric mamas on YouTube. Um, and, uh, right now we have, I think about five subscribers. Thank Which you is to those so guys. amazing. That mean? So that you... means we need that means we need ninety five thousand mm -hmm. more to go mm -hmm. before we can share the full episodes with you guys. So mm -hmm. yeah, apparently we need a hundred thousand subscribers before YouTube lets us post more than fifteen minute clips. Mm -hmm. So we've we got ninety five thousand more to go. <laughs> but yeah, we just work to do. <laughs> wanted to make make that clear that we do have a youtube channel we haven't um we've been neglecting to talk about it um but you can see the video versions um if you want an idea of like, like there's just like some funny like facial expressions and stuff that happens it's a little bit yeah. easier to kind of understand what was going yeah. on in some of them so we can't wait till we can finally share the full videos mm -hmm. with you guys but mm -hmm. we clearly have a ways to go before we get there but yeah. one day hopefully it'll be a thing so yeah. just wanted to put that out there we do have a youtube channel yes so. well with that thank you for listening be sure to tune in next week Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend because we need your support and 100,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> and some change. <laughs> and some change. For more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas on twitter at geriatric mamas follow our group page on facebook geriatric mamas as well as our actual official uh facebook page geriatric mamas and then we just talked about our youtube page as well yes if you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss are interested in being a guest or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell you can go on to geriatricmamas.com and find the um, be our guest page and you can either write us your story so that we can share it or you can be a guest on the show woohoo goodbye bye. we forgot we forgot to say bye to them oh <laughs> bye.